0: Welcome to Project Quantum Leap, the podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Andrew. And I'm Sydney. Three fans, three generations, three unique perspectives, one leap back into a television phenomenon.
1: Today, Ben Banks on the team having the key to success. And we just want to give a quick spoiler warning. If you have not yet seen Season 2, Episode 2, this would be a good time to pause the podcast and return. Also. We want to give a trigger warning. There are some mentions of suicide in the episode.
0: So a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Andrew and Sydney are out. They just got married a few days ago. So congratulations to them. And I have three amazing guest hosts and we will get into introducing them in a few minutes. Uh, Shout outs as always. Thank you to Al's Place for the leap information.
2: All right. So uh, the date for the leap for this episode is May 9th of 1986, and Ben finds himself leaping into Tucson, Arizona, into uh, Lorena Chavez, a a grandmother-aged teller at a bank in Tucson. And so Ben takes on this role of a bank teller in the wrong place at the wrong time during a dangerous armed robbery. Meanwhile... Addison, Magic, Ian and Jen come to terms with the shocking discovery and the team adds a new member.
0: Okay, so uh before we get into the episode, let's uh, introduce our guest hosts. Uh we have we have David and Jessica and Mac and thank you so much for joining me.
3: Thanks for having. Uh,
0: me. <laughs> of yeah, course. You know, thank you for having Thank us. you for having us. Um if you guys want to just maybe tell a little bit about yourself for, you know, interests. How do you feel about the show, relationship with the last show?
3: Who do you want to go first?
2: I'll go first.
0: Whoever's got it.
2: Let's do it. Uh, So my name is David. I am an adjunct French and public speaking professor at St. John's University here in New York City in Queens. Um, Longtime fan of the show. It's actually one of my favorite shows of all time. And when I was in grad school... Uh, At the end of every semester, after papers were turned in and grades were turned in, I would watch at least a season of um, Quantum Leap on DVD back when binging wasn't a thing, and I would just put in one disc after the other. So uh, I absolutely love this show, and I'm so excited to be here to talk about it today. Cool.
1: Jessica? Jessica? Hi, so yes, my name is Jessica and uh, I'm coming to you from the Windy City, Chicago. And I work as a mental health policy analyst, disability rights organization. I love Quantum Leap, so I've loved it since I was nine or 10 years old. So I have the DVDs of all the originals and because I've watched it too many times by osmosis, my family also knows (laughs) what happens. They can, they know the endings of all of Sam's leaps, and let's see. I have a master's in public policy that I got last year, and my blog is called Fashionably Ill, where I write about surviving pain with style and humor. So I talk about uh, chronic pain, fatigue, and mental health. Um, yeah, you could see that. My URL is www.jessicahimeno.com, or just Google Fashionably Ill. Cool,
3: cool. Mac? Hi, I'm Mac Jackson. Uh, I have the Forever Adventure Network, Mm -hmm. and under that, I host the MacGyver podcast and the Never Gets Old podcast, as well as write, perform, produce the MacGyver SG-1 audio series, 17 episodes so far. Um, And I almost was going to, (laughs) if I didn't do the Never Gets Old podcast, it was going to be a Quantum Leap podcast because, like, everybody listening and everybody on here, um, it really becomes part of your DNA. And so, you know, something you know about, it's something you want to talk about with people. So I thought maybe I'll do a Quantum Leap podcast. And then I thought, well, I'll make that part of the Never Gets Old podcast. And sure enough, we were blessed enough to have the new series, which thank God continues the story as opposed to wanting us to forget about the original. So yeah, it's all through the Forever Adventure Network, so if anybody wants to check that out, please do.
0: Very cool, and as always, all the links will be in the show notes. <laughs> so, very nice to meet all of you. Well, everybody else is meeting you. I've met you before. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Thanks>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we go way back. Yeah. Made my life in the war.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this episode, I felt was a really,
1: a really good one. Um, you I, know, agree. I thought as, it was one of the one of the best of the reboot so it, far.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, sometimes season two it can kind of go either way. So so far, I think it's been doing really well.
3: Yeah. Um. You know, for me, I I have loved them all. Even though there was the mystery box element last season, I was fine with that. My main thing was don't mess up the mythology. I I, of course, like everybody else, we need to see Sam. I don't care if it's one episode or they bring him home. We're we're all waiting for Sam. But I really love Ben and the rest of the team. So that was a relief. Because when the show came back, everybody was, you know, first episode, people are harsh on Addison and and I don't know about Ben. And like, let it breathe, let it do its thing. So the second season, like you said, is. Okay. You you you're now we now know we can do leap for leap. We don't have to do the big overarching kind of thing. I wasn't crazy about the idea of him, "Oh, great. We're going to do a hostage in a bank situation, which every just about every show does that, including the original Quantum Leap." Yeah. Uh which, you know, of course, now this episode is going to be compared to that one. But I'm happy to say they, they did some new stuff. They didn't do the, okay, we're stuck in one room for this entire episode. And, you know, we got things moving and, and most importantly, which I loved most I wanted more of was the stuff back at the project. I, you know, I want them to have more, not even quieter moments, but slower paced moments. If you know what I mean? Like there's the moment where Addison and Jen are sitting there talking and I'm like, okay, this is a nice thing, okay. But it always feels like typically it's info dump and they only say what they have to say. Right. And I want more, I want to care more about every character besides their main objective, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
3: You I know get what I mean? That. Like right now, it's just, it's very info. You're there to say your lines. I would like a little more of them. If they had, if they hardly showed Ben in this past episode, I'd be okay with that because that means we got the fill-in from the last three years.
0: Yeah, yeah they're... I,
1: I'm sorry. Go gonna,
2: ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I I was even thinking that through. This episode was, I imagine, obviously not this one, but in the next episode or two, we might get an episode where there's only Ben for just the briefest amount of times. Throughout, and then we get to focus on all of these transitions, all these things that these characters are experiencing back at Project Quantum Leap, and the sort of the present day, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, and that's probably been what I really loved about the, the the first season was the way it was this continuation, and so we're doing the leap, and so we get the leap of the week uh, as as each episode goes on, but. They they spent, you know, a good number of episodes sort of developing the relationship in these, between these characters and developing uh, sort of uh, the familial um, aspect of them working together and doing this big project. And I think now that we have that established, we're going to be playing with that a little bit in these opening episodes um, because Ben doesn't feel like he's been gone that long, but for, for Jen and Addison and magic and Uh, and everybody else right it's been yeah it's been uh, three years and so how do they deal with the fallout of Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Ben being gone and um, so I'm, I'm excited for the way that sort of plays out over the course of this season and I think the way the writers have been working on it and I'm sure we'll talk about it for this episode as well the way they're relying on just the natural sort of tension that comes from that kind of story point that plot point as opposed to sort of artificially generating dramatic tension by making one of the characters jealous or, or whatever, um, I think they're really sort of writing themselves into a, a series of episodes that will play out in, in a really interesting and exciting way. And we'll, we'll be along for the ride because we already care about these characters so, so much. Yeah, I, I, I think
1: we that. had like great moments in in this episode of them addressing it in an organic way. So when Ben and Ian are interacting, Mason Alexander's delivery is really great. Well, Ben's like, well, you know, what happened in the three years? Three years for you didn't happen for me. And he says, oh, you know, we we sang a song at your funeral, "Amazing Grace." It was really beautiful. But then there's a hostage crisis, right? It's a bank robbery, so they right. have to the leap. They got to manage. Of course Ben wants to know you know what on earth happened right these three years you're talking about but also we have to save these people right right
0: yeah that um I loved that scene uh just yeah okay it's really sad we had this funeral for you because we all thought you were dead but I was fabulous just saying <laughs> it was it was cute it was very Ian um but also we we get that idea that they truly felt they lost their friend forever.
3: Mhm. Yeah, I yeah. I like like David said, I'm hoping they do show us more of that of the previous 3 years of you know, at what point do you give up? I you know, they haven't given up on Sam, you know, why would they give up on Ben and you, you wonder was it also the the government saying, "We don't care what you want. We're not yeah. funding this anymore and we're shutting the door." You know, that that I think I would love to see that played out because we didn't get to see it in Sam's original stuff where the government shuts. Right.
0: And we don't know how long they waited for Sam before they shut it down either. Here we know, you know, they said, hey, the government shut us down. Yeah. But obviously. As Al in the past, we know he never stopped looking for Sam. And here we have Ian who never stopped looking for Ben.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: so it's like forget the government i'm gonna i'm gonna find my friend
3: i can't wait until we hear what that little secret is that we didn't get revealed. Oh, yeah.
2: i'm and, uh,
0: dying to know
3: and honestly that would be
2: the perfect episode where the reveal comes across as a full episode focusing on the present and only just some some snippets or some flashes of, of what ben's leap is and you know make it a sort of an everyday sort of normal kind of leap that we don't get as an audience, we don't get super invested in because we know how Ben's going to handle it or whatever. Right. But we get a chance to sort of see this. What did Ian do in the background? And what is the secret like right, that sort of reveal towards the end of the show where he's, you know, where Jen says, like, you know, you can't keep secrets, the truth will out kind of thing. And you have to make sure that that you're up and upfront and honest with everybody here because it's all gonna come out anyway. Um so yeah, that'd be a, a sort of a lovely way to kind of give us this in-depth look at at present-day quantum leap.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather see it instead of them telling us.
1: That's yeah. what I yeah. thought this episode did better that, than some of last season, where two things I felt like, it struck the balance between showing the actual leap, which was what I started watching the reboot for, and they're back at the project present-day stuff, and it did more showing, less telling, so I felt like the first season of the reboot and, you know, I don't want to commit heresy. I love quantum leap. Okay. I've got all every episode on DVD. So, but sometimes they went into telling more than showing. Yeah. And so this episode, I felt like I was wrapped up in the plight of the people being held captive by the bank robbers. I felt invested in their story. I didn't feel like I was straining between, okay, all this back at the project stuff plus the actual leap it felt more integrated it was it felt yeah. more seamless than it did in in some episodes last season
3: you
2: yes know I,
1: I like
3: i'm sorry go ahead the fact that uh, <laughs> uh ian is charming and zany enough without being too much and that's always been the case with him i you know i was afraid they were going to make him too zany and they i'm a clown and i don't take anything serious but he's wonderfully um sharp with his personality and to see him as the the hologram it was a nice little taste of what we missed from al you know just enough irreverence that al would bring to the screen i'm like yeah like when he looks down and he's standing in the middle of the counter and he goes and he has to step off to the side
0: that I'm was like, very al right like, <laughs> that okay. was very al that's stuff that
3: as much as i i like addison she's not like al and and the actress even said she goes no i can't even try to pretend to be like al but ian has enough quirkiness that you can get a little taste of al's zaniness i think
2: and what i really liked about that was the fact that that ian throughout the course of this particular episode the way ian plays up this is his first real sort of time to be the hologram right right i like this
1: i like it i i think they do a really good job
2: he With absolutely, it. yeah, he absolutely nails it. As he goes through the episode, he gets a little bit more comfortable being the hologram and sort of catching up to Ben's expectations of what the hologram can do. And being back in the imaging chamber, and that moment, I know we're getting a little bit ahead in the episode, but that moment where you know Ben is like, "Hey, uh, I I know the I know the password to I know the safe um pin code or whatever it is," and Ben's like, "Wait, the pin code." Oh. The pin coat, like that, just like getting up building to that moment and then having it be there. And of course, um having sort of the go to the commercial break um with Ian being cut off, right? It it, it all worked really, really well. And I would love to know how many sort of takes they did for some of these scenes to, to get that that pacing just right. But it was absolutely perfect and and like Mac was saying, that sort of zaniness and humor from Owl that we got in the original series. Ian sort of takes up on in a way that Addison obviously doesn't, and not for in, in any bad sort of way, but just Addison with a different sort of hologram. She's right. a woman on a mission and she's got this thing to do. And so she's there to sort of make those things happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I I love the way they they build that through the episode and it was such a delightful um energy and rapport that Ian and, and Ben had. Ian and Ben had uh, as we build through the episode for
1: that. Yeah,
0: I, I really like um Ian as the hologram. Like you said, they bring a lot that it, it's a different kind of hologram from Addison. Addison, I mean, Al also had military background.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, and I'm sure he had his moments where he was, you know, straight laced. I've got to be, you know, the authority here. But that just seems to be kind of more Addison's personality than it ever was Al's. And she's not going to be like Al. And yeah, I like Ben and Addison's dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. But Ian and Ben's dynamic did bring me a big callback to Part of the biggest relationship I loved in the original series.
1: Oh, yeah. Ian yeah. and Ben both made me laugh in this episode. So I... The first season, I mean, of course, it's a timing thing, right? So I felt like they nailed the comedic timing moments. And I think you alluded to that, David, in this episode during a bank robbery, right? So it's a serious situation. But also I laughed at several points from the the jokes that, you know, the way it they, Mason Alexander and the way Raymond Lee delivered them was just perfect
3: yeah well remember in the previous season when they're on the airplane and ian has to show up in the cockpit with them to teach them how to land the plane the two of them are great together and i want to see more of that
1: yeah i think there's several of us who would like to see more of that and, and there were viewers I, I was one of them last season who wanted to see ian as a hologram
2: Yeah, well, I- I think this season, especially since we're we're doing with, dealing with so many of sort of the changing dynamics that will happen between these characters, that that gives the writers lots of room to sort of play with those things. So maybe we get, uh, you know, Ian to be uh, the hologram for a few episodes. Addison sort of dips in and does it. Um, Jen could take up a couple episodes. I think she did end up being a hologram for part of one episode last season. If not a whole episode, that, and then and that would be a good magic. way.
1: That would be a good way to address what happened in the three years, because they would have each experienced it subjectively differently, right? So one, when, yeah. when, when you've lost a friend versus when you've lost a lover, right? It'd be, so that would be fun if if they did that, if they switched it around a bit. That way, we wouldn't get so much exposition dump in one or two episodes. Like we right. could have the leap, and then we could also understand better what happened to each of these three people during those three mysterious three years
2: yeah and there could even be a moment where you know depending on how the writers approached it right it could be magic is like this is the perfect time for me to be the hologram let me go see ben i can tell him and talk to him based on this you know thing that he's doing in 1932 chicago for example and then you know, Jen can say, well, this is, you know, 1978 San Francisco, let me go. And Ian can yeah. be like, oh, this is another, and that would be, and all of those things would be really sort of organic ways to, yeah. um, to sort of incorporate it. I think that, that would be lovely to see. Yeah.
0: My thing with that, um, I, I love how they have the ability to do that. And when Addison walks in and she can see Ben on that screen, we know the original project didn't have any of that. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that more than one person can connect with Ben, and it's—I I know they had some explanation for it in the original, but um, the fact that Al was his only lifeline, you mm-hmm. know, it—it's like okay, that's cool. He's got that one person he trusts, but there's like so many other relationships that he has formed in his life that they're gonna have no influence on him—not—not I mean, not directly. Mm -hmm. on what he's doing he all he has is Al and Al's stories and what Al's telling him but here they can they can draw from everybody's experiences Ben's obviously remembering um his friends we saw um I think it was just Jen he had an issue remembering yeah (laughs) in the last season but I think even you know that's all coming back so he can draw on them and their experiences they that they had together prior to the leaps
1: you mentioned david the different years and one of the things i loved about this episode in particular was the attention to detail so between the women's hairstyles Mm -hmm. especially rebecca's that perm and then you have the bangle song playing in the background and then you've got sean in the members only jacket i knew it was the 80s without them like they did it it was it was really subtle. It wasn't like that force. Like some shows will, it'll be kind of, it'll be really forced. Whereas mm-hmm. they were faithful to the original. The original would set the scene with just the right song. You would know what year it was. Right. That's what I felt like this. They they nailed it this episode. They got the, the fashion, the, you know, the hairdos we look back on and we cringe. And then the music, it was all just right. I yeah. I
0: had a flashback there.
1: Growing up in the
0: 80s and 90s, the bigger the bangs, the cooler you were.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much product, so much product and, <laughs> and those <both> okay. hairstyles. <laughs> yeah.
3: sorry, sorry, my internet kicked me out. I was in the middle sorry. of some, saying something brilliant. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Add your brilliance now, Mac. Please.
3: Uh, what was my? Oh, I was saying about how Ian and Ben are like brothers. And after that, you know, them being in the airplane together in the cockpit, I think the writers knew that. And so even though they're in the middle of a bank heist, you know, Ian shows up and they start zinging each other like, hey, you were in a game night. (laughs) You know, I I love that. I love that. Yeah, Ian is, if anybody is going to get hyper over a situation, it's going to be Ian. But he also takes the time to, you know, kind of tease his brother, if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean yeah to, yeah i love that dynamic between them because it feels very natural and from what i understand from the actors that's how they are with each other
2: yeah yeah. I, I, I very easily imagine that their off-screen rapport and the rapport they have between takes is very similar to what they've cultivated on screen and that you know as someone who's done a little bit of acting not professionally but community theater and things like that like you get comfortable around each other, and and those things bleed onto the stage when you're uh, doing a scene together, doing a play together, and the way you do the scene together becomes the way you sort of interact off stage as well. And so, um I'm I'm all for uh, the writers taking advantage of of these interactions and these relationships in real life to kind of play with with what these characters do. Uh, on screen and in these stories that they're
3: telling us. And like Ian is someone who, who um, Madison, I should say, he throws in random things that they end up using in, in the episode, like the cat ears for emergencies. That wasn't written. That wasn't yeah. in, in the episode, <laughs> but, but he said it and they liked it, so they threw it in there. And, and it becomes a meme after that, you know?
1: Mason Alexander is very talented. I, I love them so much. They are easily my favorite character,
0: and I am a fan for life.
3: Yeah, definitely. He's a wonderful addition. They are a wonderful addition. And
1: and I think also, very practically speaking, while I was hearing you guys speak, it it wouldn't have worked the same way if Addison had been the hologram, because within a minute, or less than a minute, Ben figured it out, right? So he figured out that she had moved on just from the look in her eyes where she wasn't making eye contact and the tone in her voice. So we would be dealing with a bank robbery hostage crisis where all these lives are on the line. And then Ben would be going through this other crisis. He would have figured it out in, in less than two minutes. So it's good that Ian was the leaper for many reasons, and hopefully we get more of this dynamic again because I love seeing Raymond Lee and Mason Alexander play off each other.
3: And Jen's great too. I mean, when when Jen was the hologram, I'm like, okay, new appreciation for her. Okay.
0: She's definitely more of a rule breaker than everybody else, I believe.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And I think that's what I like best about her.
3: And I remember uh- in the beginning, people were like, "What is she, what is her point? What is she there for? and then well give her a couple episodes and then you go oh oh okay yeah that's her yeah
0: she's
2: right right yeah yeah and i think last season right we had so many new sort of characters we had to allow for that time to sort of develop what jen was going to be like what magic was going to be like and what ian and uh and addison were going to be like um and so just like mac was saying like sort of letting us build up to that and now we have all of these different sort of dynamics and i thought I think Jessica alluded to it earlier. But what I thought was one of the, the the best things about this episode is the way that they infused humor into so many different little scenes, and Jen's character was perfect for that. From you know the opening sort of that cold open right where she's playing poker, and and winning the bet and 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 you know counting cards or whatever it is. That she, I'm not a big poker player, so I don't really know what exactly was going on there, but. But the way she sort of played into that scene and then um, just to have that sort of diffuse throughout the episode, right? the, the humor that she brings and the, sort of the snarkiness, even the seriousness of, you know, don't hide the truth, right? You, you know, what you said was true, but it's not the truth.
0: Right. There's a little bit of
2: humor in that as well as a little bit of snark and um, and she's the perfect sort of character, I think, to to do that. And precisely because she's the rule breaker, we get that moment where she's trying to hack into to get the bank uh the vault code she's like uh don't turn on lip unless you want to be complicit in my dark web shenanigans i can feel you looking like even those little bitty things yeah added so much to the episode
0: that, that was that's honestly one of my new phrases dark webbing I think. <laughs> i'm like i was like huh okay never heard it put that way but i like it
1: what are some of the other moments that made people laugh in this episode Pilates. Yes, Pilates. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember in the early 2000s my friend started doing it and I'm like, "Look, I just started understanding what yoga was." What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> there these people it was perfect. They would not have known what Pilates was in 1986 because and I say this as somebody who loves Pilates, it didn't gain mainstream popularity yet. So that was a perfect reaction. To, to lorena ben ben slash lorena saying that i loved it, it, and
0: it, it she's gonna be easy. saying for years though i don't know i don't know what pilates is what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> right we need
2: we need a behind the scenes sort of deleted scene or one shot with with lorena just trying to explain what pilates is to people who keep asking i don't know i don't know i don't know but I thought, you know, as Eva Deska mentioned earlier, it was really funny. She talks about the music of the episode and, and hearing the bangles in the background. And I actually sort of, I don't want to say fixated, I don't know if that's the right word, but I was really in tune to the way that the score of the episode was. And the the way that the music sort of, in that scene where he mentions Pilates twice, the way they used the music to sort of punctuate that humor was, spot on um yeah. and so even even the audio in this episode the music in this episode was was really done in such a uh such a nice way that you you sort of felt it and heard it um but it wasn't obtrusive you know it wasn't yeah, intrusive at I any. Mean.
1: and the way they played those songs it was mm-hmm. the way you would hear them in a bank because you know yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. when you watch tv they play the music it sounds so pretty right you weren't like yeah. It it but that's not really how it sounds when you're out at an establishment when you're out at the bank or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like oh okay. We just like I got the feeling you know in the before times before online banking when we were just like hey I have to go to the bank today. Let me get this off my to do list. Right. And then yeah. So that the way they capture that really good. Yeah. Yeah. To me,
0: I did. I felt like I was. In a bank in the eighties, bored out of my mind because they didn't even have toys for kids back then <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, no distractions, no distractions yeah don't don't cut up or
0: your mom's gonna give you a look and you know you're gonna get it when you get home
3: yeah what did we um what do we think of the new guy?
0: I like him I do too i yep. you know I I was prepared to not because you know ben and addison they're i i love them together but i really like i like that they didn't make him into the jealous boyfriend like love triangles are bad enough
3: yeah but you know the moment that that she he says to her like oh don't worry i have faith in in our love i'm like oh you're done you're you're,
1: <laughs> you're, you're it's great
3: that you're you know and, and i don't i'm waiting to like him i don't dislike him but he's besides the you know the love triangle angle of it which is really easy to vote on in either direction but uh, he seems a little too understanding which is great. Hey, good for him. He's a role model to all men. But you know, <laughs> you're, I'm watching this. I'm like, really, you're okay with the fact that she's, you know, like he doesn't even blink. It's like, no, our love is strong, and we're gonna be great, don't you? Go ahead, go, go make the love, dove eyes at your ex. That'll be great. You know, for him, it's only been a second, so I'm sure there won't be a
0: problem. Right, right. Yeah. You know? But I also understand Addison's point of view too. You know, I mean even take out the fact that they were together and in love and all this you know oh yeah that was the mission like i i understood when she said i can't do this again but i also understood when she was like no we don't leave people Mm behind
3: i also understand you know if she really thought ben was dead and it's been three years since since she's seen him one year since they officially shut down the project right. and this guy from her past it wasn't even a new guy which i thought was a little bit of smart writing they didn't just bring this guy out of nowhere this guy we might you might see him in a flashback right. uh so they already had a previous relationship it would make sense that you would find comfort in him and he'd go hey all right the other guy's gone you know i like that i thought that was well done so i don't blame addison for moving on because now well it's it's the beth and al thing isn't it exactly it's it's beth moving on and then al comes back oh crap i gotta make a decision here
0: but then i mean you got to think of it from her point of view like she said she buried him i mean (laughs) technically she didn't but metaphorically she buried him it's a really complicated situation not many people uh would find themselves in this kind of situation beth and al the pow situation is probably the closest we'll ever get to hey uh my time traveler boyfriend just popped back (laughs) up
3: (laughs) yeah uh, you know and that makes for good writing i mean look at what they're laying out for us for at least this season right you know as long as they don't go cliche i'm i'm happy well i i think already by the fact that they haven't
2: sort of made tom you know that he's not immediately jealous of this relationship with with ben and ben's resurfaced like i there's plenty of 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 tension and drama and conflict uh, for writing some episodes because they're all going to be experiencing things that they haven't experienced before you know addison who thought she had buried quote unquote ben and had moved on in her life and had met someone new and had fallen in love and was now in a new and and committed relationship with what we've seen so far on the screen but she's not going to have expected to have seen ben again and she certainly is not going to be expecting whatever feelings come back for ben or whatever sort of rush of emotion or connection that she has to him and if she does return to the mission, with the noble idea of I don't leave anyone behind all of this stuff is going to sort of come back and make her think maybe it's not just that I'm not leaving Ben behind, but now that he's here, I realize there's something unfinished between us or whatever. Mm And, you know, Tom, even though he's not sort of introduced as this jealous type so far, maybe, you know, he's going to get frustrated, but, you know, Addison hemming and hawing. We have built something together. Why aren't you making a decision? Why are you flip-flopping? Yeah. Like there's there's plenty yeah. of stuff to do that wouldn't necessarily fall in line with all the sort of love triangle, jealous boyfriend kind of tropes. And even uh, Ben in this episode, uh, I I it was such a gracious and beautiful moment at the end of the episode where, he, where Ben realizes, oh, wait. Yeah. For you, I've been gone three years. Of course, you would have found someone, or someone would have found you. You know, right? I I, I can't be upset at that. The uni- whatever the universe did to our relationship, from your perspective, I was gone. I can't be angry at that or jealous at that. Like I,
1: I just sort of accept Lee- it. Raymond Lee communicates so much with his eyes in that scene. Like he goes yes. through all of those emotions mm-hmm. in like 50 seconds, you know, there's relief, happiness, and then despair as he comes to the, uh, you know, he's a realist, right? So he comes to that realization that she has moved on, like you said, and he accepts it. Like <laughs> He goes yeah. through all the, the wide range of emotions, very fast, and he cannot savor the victory, right? So, right. They, 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 you know, they, they kind, they foiled the bank robbery in that everybody's safe. And Sean, considering what he was part of, he only got five years, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, much worse. So, comparatively speaking, it is, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing like in the original, Sam would try to save somebody like Sean, and I think we saw that in in Ben's. We saw Ben's empathy, his compassion. And he can't even really you know savor the victory because he know he now knows that the three years was momentous for his relationship. It means that things are over between him and addison mhm, and i want to I want to touch on that really quick. You mentioned you
0: can see it in his eyes. Raymond Lee has the most beautiful, expressive eyes. like I've noticed this through the entire series when he is acting something you can see it just looking at him whatever he's trying to convey you can just Mm -hmm. see it right there written on his face and it's really awesome
1: Yeah,
3: for that last scene um i felt it but again like like with the back at the project stuff it kind of hits quick so i don't get Mm -hmm. to really settle in and and You know, uh, eventually, I think and I hope like we did with the original or other shows that I can name, you eventually get so comfortable with these characters that you can predict what their response is going to be. And you you, kind of savor that. And when this situation happens, you go, oh, here we go. This is I can't wait to see them react. And I don't think we're there yet with this, even though it's, you know, second episode, second season. But like, I remember I'm watching it and going, okay, yeah, I get it. It's sad, but it didn't wreck me like I wanted it to wreck me, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's more of a, ah, oh, shucks. Yep, there he goes. Now it's hitting him. And then he leaps. And yeah, oh, well, all right, maybe we'll see more of that next episode. You know, and you kind of hope that now it's their job to ramp it back up again. You got to ramp it back up to get to the emotion. And meanwhile, you still have to do the, the leap story. It's such a tough, yeah, you know, it's rough. It's-
2: it's so interesting that you say that, though, because for me watching this episode, one of the things I picked up on um it, even in the first watch, but definitely in the second watch was there were lots and lots and lots of like close up shots of the face of I noticed that. so many different mm-hmm. characters. and as i was as I kept re-watching the episode, I, I started to realize part of this was setting us up for right? Just visually setting us up for how much impact that final scene between Addison and Ben was supposed to have. And then you have, and I can't believe we haven't talked about her yet, but Janet Montgomery in this episode just made me sing. She was absolutely tremendous as an actress and I absolutely loved her in Salem. Um, And she's another one of those actors that just with a little bit of Uh, 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 a facial movement or uh, you know the way she holds her eyes the way she turns her she can convey so much and so even in this episode uh you know her reactions to sean or rebecca's actions to sean and rebecca's sort of interactions with lorena as the episode goes on we're the, the director was sort of setting us up for this final sort of right cut to Addison's face, cut to Ben's face, Addison's face, Ben's face. Um, and so all of that I got built to this, what I thought was a gut punch of that final scene. Um, and um, I mean, I, I fully expected going into this episode, there were going to be some tears and stuff, but the way they did the revelation of, of Addison having moved on. But the fact that they did it with so little dialogue between addison and ben i thought was yeah, I mean, I I, a, he already knew he had a feeling so the writing set us up for that but the acting just really sort of nailed that for us that really knocked it out the park um so it, it, in, in much what you were just saying though i would absolutely love to see how that sort of plays out in the next couple episodes because there's got to be a conversation right you can't just, oh yeah you know. yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. So give us the dialogue now to back up the, the emotional gut punch that they just gave us with these facial expressions.
3: And they are good. I will say they are good about when they do get into the guts of a conversation, say back at uh, HQ. You get some good stuff. Like they they touch on the, the time travel theory and they touch on the, you know, magic talking about when Sam leapt into him, And I love all of those little speeches that each of them have mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i i'm keep keep going with that because again that's the stuff that brings me gives me more of that character more more meat to chew on you know
1: what what do people think of sean and rebecca i personally um
0: i feel like they portrayed that sibling bond um like I mean, you probably wouldn't guess it, but me and my brother didn't have the best relationship growing up, but I mean, obviously we're friends now, but in a pinch, if he needed me to help him hide a body, I would help him hide a body. And that's kind of like how I felt about their relationship. Yeah, they were at odds or anything, but when it came down to it, they had each other's backs.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I always I took it as uh, she's the older sister. She was living her life. She, you know, maybe he wanted to be closer to her, but she was doing her own thing, and maybe he started to go down a bad road. So why would she feel like she wanted to be close to him? And then by the time she does try, he goes meh, and kind of pushes her away. And then she goes fine. And now they they're not talking. And then he gets worse. And now oh look at where we are. You're robbing the bank I work at yeah it's yeah. one of those like they're kind of equally wrong it's not yeah yeah and, it's, yeah you
1: know. and then they have that moment where and again i thought raymond lee the combination of the writing and raymond lee nailed it where rebecca says of her brother he's probably here to ask me for some money and then ben realizes it's a bank robber he said he's probably here to take all of our all money, the money. <laughs> all the money yeah <laughs> that was a good one
0: it was
2: such a beautiful moment that scene the way they the way they filmed it the way they wrote it because you see and and they were completely playing with those those sort of familiar tropes visually of what it's like for people to walk in to rob a bank, the way they're doing the camera angles, they were looking at the the various people in the, the bank robbing crew. And so you get that feeling that they're in there to rob a bank. Then you get the, the revelation that it's Rebecca's brother. And then the the humor, right, that is well, maybe he's here to ask for money, and then you realize. Yep, that's the one that's going to drop part of the crew that's robbing the bank. And then you have the extra sort of punch of the, uh, of Ben's, yeah, they're going to ask for a lot more than just a little bit of pocket change, or whatever the, the line was. But it that scene played so well, and it was it uh, was a reminder to me, or it was one of the examples of the way that it was such a tightly filmed and written episode. Like, there isn't a lot wasted on screen visually. There's not a lot right. wasted on screen with dialogue or with narration or exposition or anything like we're just boom 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 um and it you know that episode flew by so fast
1: it did so much was packed
2: into it i could
1: could see myself watching it again and again in a way that was not always true of the first season of the reboot (laughs) yeah there are some of my rewatches
0: i will skip because i'm just like eh no it wasn't my favorite
1: but this was like it felt like everything you're right it was tightly filmed it felt thoughtful. The transitions from one uh-huh. one episode to another, every character felt like they had a purpose. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of um filler. Yeah, there wasn't like, a lot yeah. of filler. I enjoyed yeah. I,
3: I like the fact that each of the the gang, besides the brother, had a different aspect to them. Like the one was more rough and you know. Yeah, I guess what I'm going for that vault. That's why I'm really here, kind of thing. Yeah. And yet they didn't focus on it too much. It was just enough to keep the story going. But they didn't go, oh-da-da-da. Da, 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 now go to a commercial. It was like, hey, wait a minute, you were lying to us the whole time. Okay. Then there's the third guy who's kind of more reasonable.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: yeah. I appreciated all of that.
0: Yeah. The uh I, I think he was the the head guy, right? The head guy um, was
3: the angry guy.
0: Yeah, the angry guy um the way he was kind of portraying himself is like i saved your brother i saved your brother but the whole time he's just using her brother you know but coming off as oh i'm this savior but and really you're just a pawn and i find you're useful because you got a sister that works here and i can get this job done we can make good bank you know he probably would have just killed him in the end
3: Right. So in the yeah. end, when he does get shot, I'm like, yeah, good, good call. I don't know yeah. why you're doing this. You did the right thing. Oh yeah. no,
0: I shot him. Yeah, that was good. That was the right
3: call. Yay for you. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. I, I, you know, it made me wonder cause you, you could clearly tell who was calling the shots, right? You could tell who right. the, the gang leader was, if that's what you want to call it. And it made you wonder, okay, this Sean has been put in some bad circumstances. What if he didn't, did he, Fall into the wrong hands as far as influence could things have gone a little bit differently if he hadn't met this guy that could the last few months of his life had gone different could they have gone differently and because we, rebecca seems like a nice person right so yeah they came from a nice family but he's fallen on hard times and now he's he's thrown in with the wrong lot <laughs> and here we are so you got that you got the the group dynamics very easily without it being like uh, hamfisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's
0: it's done in a way where like so it's not going to be all. Yeah, that's that would never happen. It's believable. Mm-hmm. Very believable.
3: However, I was screaming at the TV when the SWAT team's coming through the door and they're going to stop and have a quick heart to heart. I'm like, no, 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 no! Through the door, through the door. The yeah. door You'll get through. You know, he cut a big hole for you. Go through and then it's have a like, the conversation. Go. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> buy you some seconds. Go, go, go. You know, that. but but you're my brother. <laughs> come on, come on. It's
0: like, let's <laughs> get <of> coming <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> and <when> that, that's <laughs> another thing that I was kind of like, I'm sorry, what? When the robbers are all, we're going to go hide in the vault and you guys go in the conference room. It was very um, Evil Villain. You know how like in all those superhero movies, they're all, I'm going to tie you up over this vat of acid and I'm going to leave because there's absolutely no way you can get out of this (laughs) yeah i
3: I think they just wanted to get away i don't think they were trying to hurt anybody so they're just like you we're done with
0: you let's put you over here we're gonna
3: get away and you live your lives happily
0: yeah it it was just i was like hmm
2: yeah yeah i think even the way they were during the episode right there you know well we were just supposed to be in and out it was supposed to be five minutes we weren't supposed to hurt anybody we don't want a homicide rap for this we want you know, we want the money and bounce kind yeah. of thing and mm-hmm. um so they kind of sort of kept to that you know I, I think one of the reasons Gans was so willing to when uh, Lorena Benz answers the phone that first phone call and he's like well we're as, as a sign of good faith the the robbers are going to send out two people that's great um it was such a lovely moment and, and the writing was really good and I love the way it sort of shows Ben has already sort of calculating and thinking about ways to sort of get out of of this situation and to make things better and then the way he just sort of well obviously you want to send out two people send out the pregnant lady and the security guard who's hurt it buys you some time and we can figure out you know you can figure out what you've got to do next um and um so Gans himself I think even though he was very calculating as we saw later in the episode he's like we want a helicopter and the park behind, and this and that. I'm like, oh, you've already, you know, uh, it was Sean that was like, you've already thought this through. like You've already yeah. planned this kind of thing. Um, but it it shows that Gans was, you know, for the most part, like, trying to sort of get through it because he really just wanted the money. Um, and even yeah. though we did really sort of get the, the reasons why they all needed this large amount of cash, why wasn't three grand apiece going to be enough for them? Why do they need more? Um uh it it sort of kept true to the fact that they weren't really trying to hurt anyone yeah i don't you know obviously they smacked the the bank manager's hand with the gun gans did which i thought was actually pretty funny That was another bit of humor uh in the in the scene
0: i i I... I might have passed out too to be honest
3: (laughs) i do like i do like the fact that the writers quickly got away with the um Oh, the cliche. Well, there's a pregnant woman on top of everything else. We have to deal with the pregnant woman. She's going to give birth. They didn't do that. They went, yeah. "Oh, there's a pregnant woman here. She's moaning and groaning." And they quickly got rid of her, where mm. I know other shows would have hung on to her to just add another layer of drama. And yeah. I thought, please yeah. don't do that. You go, why don't you have, you know, the 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 little kid there too? Let's let's go for the hat trick.
0: Yeah, and it well, and Ben's already delivered a baby, so they really really didn't need her there.
3: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, lo- I love that 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 they just went you think we're gonna do it we're not she's out. yeah it's
0: like nope bye okay so my big thing is if i'm in ever in a bank robbery i'm just gonna pretend to be pregnant <laughs> and in
3: labor <laughs> me too i'm like... gonna try that yeah
0: mark <laughs> and
2: i are sorry mac and i are on the same same wavelength I'm like how can i make that happen yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Is there a little kid? Does anybody have a turkey? Is yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Smuggling watermelons.
2: I, I will put my backpack under my shirt. And be like, oh,
0: labor, labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I lost my spot. It happens.
3: Vamp, everybody, vamp.
0: I was
2: thinking, and we, we've we all kind of sort of alluded to it uh, in the conversation, but I think one of the things that um, was really good, what is really good about the way they're developing Ben's character and the way that it's kept the same sort of heart that the original Quantum Leap had is Ben's extraordinary empathy. Yes. Um, and we've, we've all really sort of alluded to that um, in this conversation. And I, I you know, if you think about th- that final scene with Sean, you know, and he sh- he shoots Gan, and then Ben's like immediately talking him down from trying to kill himself, or like somebody's here for you, and you will get through it. Um, but the the whole you know every leap, honest, honestly, and obviously, right? Ben just sort of uses his empathy to connect with people and reach with people. We think about last week's episode with the lieutenant and that moment in the uh, in the truck when they're driving and he's telling the, uh, the lieutenant, um, you think it's hard being a woman in the military right now, but you're blazing the path for other people. And I, for one, know some who would be absolutely thrilled to tell you thank you for the hard work that you're doing right now. It's sort of, but it, so Ben's extraordinary empathy that, just absolutely sort of parallels or mirrors sam's empathy and the way that sam every time he left somewhere he was he was doing his best to do right by people he didn't want to hurt people he didn't want to do any harm he really was not just to put right what went wrong he was just trying to do right you know even if it didn't go above and beyond to to do what the mission of the leap was he was constantly just trying to to, to do the good thing the right thing yeah and i think ben does that um as well here um whether or not right it was the the mission of the leap and uh, we see that with with him trying to talk sean down from the ledge
1: yeah the other thing i loved was that ben for what i saw one sentence of what this episode was going to be about and i stopped reading because i was like oh no i don't want it to be spoiled so well, yeah. when i said when i realized ben was going to be a teller i'm like i hope he leaps into a woman and i hope it's a long time ago like i hope it's not you know 2012 i hope it's a long time ago and it kind of reminded me if you look in another mother which is set in 1982 that's another 80s episode of quantum leap where the music is on point when sam leaps into a a a stay-at-home mom and Mm -hmm. he's taking on the bad guys who've abducted his son they really underestimate him they're like oh it's a woman I even think they say that literally they say oh it's a woman yeah and we, didn't, we didn't really have that reaction to Ben which I thought was interesting because Ben is playing a grandmother and it's 1986 but you never know you never know what you're going to get right so like my grandmother she was the most feminine woman I'd ever seen she was like she was very petite and once there's a story when, when she was in her seventies, she was getting off public transit and some young kid tried to mug her and she wiped the floor with him. <laughs> it's awesome. a, it's like a, it's a, you know, it's a 95 pound woman who is wearing lipstick and is, you know, does not look you, you never know. You might, you might pick on the wrong elderly woman on the wrong day and you might find out. So i loved i was like curious that there were no reactions nobody was said anything none of the bank robbers like this old woman is gonna what is she gonna do i would have liked some kind of reaction like that
3: i'm kind of glad that they didn't because like you said with the same thing with any time oh they're a woman or it they did that a lot on the original and and you know that's fine that was the time but now we're supposed to be a little more progressive society, even though.
1: But it's nineteen eighty six. Right, I'm saying the writers. Oh, yeah, the yeah. writers. Oh, yeah. The writers
3: are. Yeah. We don't need to call out the fact that oh, it's some old woman. We we yeah, know yeah. we got it, you know. And and also he didn't get physical, did he? He didn't do oh. the spin kick of Sam. Oh, Sam. Beckett that's true. Yeah. So had that happened, then you'd have to go. Well, now you got to point out that this old woman just kicked my butt. You know. Yeah. And and. and you know the way that they handled him as her i thought no that's he didn't do anything super out of character you know what i mean if he 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 took charge when he needed to take charge he shut up when he thought it was smart to do mm-hmm. uh i do love the fact that in the end they add the little thing of when the sister tries to take the rap for oh she shot him they go yeah that didn't really hold up afterwards i'm like oh good good i love you know they they could have just let that go and go she took the rap everything he was okay but no they figured it out real quick you didn't really pull that trigger did you i love that that's a little tiny thing and also the fact that she was there for him even with lying they took into consideration and went well okay if your sister's taking the rap for you we could be a little easier on you sean let's Mm -hmm. you know i thought yeah that's just it was just a little thrown on thing at the end
1: I thought, yeah, I liked that because Ben emphasized to Sean that you have somebody, your sister is going to be waiting for you when you get out. Not everybody has that. Yeah. So that was the hope that that Ben was presenting him with. It wasn't that he doesn't do any time, even though like you and I personally think, well, we did a community service. He whacked yeah. the guy, but that's really not how the law works, right? To be like, oh, you did a community service, <laughs> cancels everything out. The robbery, oh, okay, forget about that. Yeah. So I thought it was, like, realistic, but also giving us hope, which is what Ben was trying to do for, for Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I I personally
0: never shot anyone, uh, but I can imagine. <laughs> it's pretty traumatic whether or not it's in self-defense, doesn't matter. Um but yeah, the, the fact that she didn't, she wound up not taking the rap for it and everything. I I think to us, it was obvious it was self-defense. Right. To him in that moment, it was probably like, oh my God, I just killed someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and remember, he the, the Gams wouldn't have been there if not for him, right? That's exactly the, the bank where his sister works. So it's not like, uh, it's not like he has no fault in it. Right, right. I realizing at that moment that, okay, I'm the one who told them about this place,
0: yeah, exactly, because they're not gonna randomly pick a bank and, oh, hey, my sister works here, surprise, yeah. you know <laughs> i he he was definitely um, if not targeted because maybe he had prior knowledge, but once he found out, he definitely used it to his advantage mm-hmm. so.
3: Did we get to see who he leaps into next? We did not. not.
1: And that Uh, made me sad. Because I want to see it. That was like my favorite part
0: of the older episodes Mm -hmm. was kind of getting an idea of where Sam might go next. Oh, boy. Yeah, I missed the oh, boy.
2: I I missed the oh, boy, too.
3: I love that they don't have Ben trying to do that, though, because the audience sort of went, No. No, I, I, I love
1: saying. the fact that he doesn't say "oh boy." I don't know yeah. oh "boy," but I do. I, I think I need to see where he goes next. That was my only note for the whole episode. I need, I need to see it. <laughs> like, I, 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 I was,
2: to it. I was gonna say. I always think back. You know, Jessica probably would will identify with this, but when I was in, like I said, I would watch at least a season after every semester, and. Because you have the DVD in, and there's always yeah. that where he's leaping to at the end of the episode. Oh, I remember this episode. Let me watch the next one. Yeah, I remember this exactly. Episode. Let me watch the next one. So it, like, the, you know, making you want to binge before binging was the thing.
1: And um, yeah, and I, I just feel I was, like it's a part of the experience that makes yeah. Quantum Leap different. Like, I'm such a dork, just to tell you, <laughs> like, when I and old. So when I started watching Quantum Leap, there were no DVDs. But like I, as a child took out, I tried to create notes to map out all the places and times that Sam had been through too, you know? And like, I I noticed like the consistencies or inconsistencies when they said he was going to leap somewhere and he didn't leap to that place, which probably meant it was like a rerun or something and they didn't have. But so for me, maybe it's because I'm such a, you know, dork that I really do need to know. I'm like, no, I need to know. But other than that, it was perfect like perfect it hit all the right spots just yeah but i was like uh... Oh, and you actually
2: he, even now like when you think about like that original series right, every episode was a standalone episode like you didn't have to watch the leap before to know what the current leap was and you wouldn't have to watch the next leap but I mean, there were some episodes where you know some two-parters and three-parters yeah. and sort of, but for the most part it was very serial like you just watch one and you can watch another and didn't have to right but by using these leap in and leap out as the way to sort of book in each episode, it's making you remember this thing is happening continually and we're we're merrily rolling along. Um,
1: and now that so it's, it's every week, I think it's a good way to hook viewers who may not be, you know, as yeah. fanatical. As you. Like maybe yeah. to hook the viewer who doesn't write it in their planner, literally like I do, <laughs> you know, who literally yeah. writes it in their planner watch quantum <laughs> leap right so it it's a teaser and i kind of i'm like i want that teaser just the, that. the like 45 seconds i kind of need that
0: yeah and it was a really good way to have a teaser without being like next time or uh, uh-huh. you know it was uh-huh. just like hey it was part of the show but it was still hyping you up for that next episode
3: apparently yeah. the writers are and not just for this show but other shows are realizing that you need to do episodic television again, whether it's on Netflix or wherever people don't need an overarching thing where you have to see every episode. That's kind of like tricking the audience and people won't invest. I'm noticing won't invest in a show where you have to watch every single thing to get to your answer now, now the world kind of goes. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not. For example, I when this came back on last year, I'm like, everybody, quantum leaps on. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it. And I had a, a couple friends of ours say, "Yeah, I watched one. I didn't know what they were talking about, so I'm done." I'm like, "No, oh god." So now I think. I think writers and producers the world over are realizing that that little trick doesn't work anymore. We kind of want our own little, I mean, I think they've said it on Quantum Leap. I know they used to say it for MacGyver. They looked at each episode as a movie, its own movie. And that's how you should do it. There may be things that tie, you know, to the whole arc of whatever, but you can sit down and watch a random episode. And be thrilled and get the whole thing. And that makes. That's what I liked
1: about this episode and the original. Yeah. You could watch. I had a friend who watched the original, didn't watch any of the reboot so far. And she watched this week's episode, Ben Teller, and she said, You know what? I liked it. She's like, I got everything without having seen any of the reboot. I picked it up. And that, the first time I saw Quantum Leap when we were nine or 10, my cousin and I, we got it. Yeah. You know we right. saw Sam he left he left into the priest we got the whole concept without them you know they didn't have to explain it to us we didn't have to get everything that every trauma that ever happened to Al and Sam at that to that point in their life we got it so this was an episode where i felt like, it, like the story was entertaining and engrossing within itself and you didn't yeah. know
2: and everything. the, the but, trick was right that that opening that opening voiceover In the original series, you know, Dr. Sam Beckett leaping from life to life, putting right like that tells us what the premise of the show is. And we have that new opening intro that's slightly different. And it, I think, this week's opening intro intro voiceover was even a little bit different from last week, because it kind of doubled up as the intro plus the previously on, right? So it got you up to speed, so you could immediately go into this episode without having seen last week and and, and be ready yeah. for both the contemporary current day project quantum leap stuff and the, and Ben's leap. Um, and I'll be happy
0: with I, I like it all time now. Yeah, so. I like it how it, it did that this week. And it kind of reminds me of X Files in a way. X Files, mm-hmm. you had your monster of the week standalone. You could just pop in and watch it. And yeah, there was a Overextended arc that kind of went through the whole lore of the show and everything, but if you missed those episodes and you just watched the monster of the week, you you were good. Mm-hmm. You, you got the entertainment. You got the you know what you wanted out of it, and you didn't. You weren't confused mm-hmm. if you popped in mid season.
3: Um, and and the saga cell in the beginning last week's was Deborah doing the voice again as Ziggy. And then this week they went back to Addison doing, you know, to get back to the people <clears throat> and the places. Ugh. he he can't wait to get you know. I'm like, just just give us give us Deborah.
1: We all know. I, I prefer Deborah Pratt's. I did strongly prefer it. Also, Me too. Home is yeah. the least confusing word in this show about time travel. <laughs> like, is there anybody who is like, you have to explain what the meaning of the word home is? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> on a show where okay i'm like what yeah. why are we why are we devoting such that we have le- less time right we don't have much time especially compared to the original because of commercials why are we devoting so much real estate to elaborately explaining the definition of the word home
3: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i think now yeah. that they're, they're getting past the um the trauma of it's been three years which They had to address on the saga cell, but okay. Once we're past that, give us back Deborah doing the Ziggy voiceover.
0: And And give us, give us Ziggy.
3: Well, yeah, that too.
0: (laughs) I want, I want, now that we see Ziggy on like a weekly basis, I want, I want her to talk.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But then I think the worry is then what would Ian do? If, if Ziggy says everything, Ian doesn't have much to explain. They would he argue would with Ziggy.
1: Ian-ing. <laughs> ian Ian could be ian Inc, right? <laughs> Mason Alexander has these great uh, ad lib, these, I, I don't know, but that's yeah. a good point. That's a good observation. I, 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 I get that.
3: That's what the writers and the producers were, were talking about. They want to make sure that everybody has a function, and if you add another character, Ziggy. Uh, but yeah, as a selfish viewer, you're absolutely right. I want to hear Ziggy all the time, you know. Um Oh, that was you know kind what...
0: of my favorite though with when Al would argue with Ziggy. Even though we <laughs> couldn't really hear her, we just heard beeps mm-hmm. and everything. I,
1: I yeah. kind of liked that.
3: Um, I wanted to ask, what was everybody's first episode of the original? Do you remember?
1: So what I was
3: You'd say about the priest? The
1: priest. So when he leapt into the And Sam was the priest and he mm-hmm. was he was saving the priest who had become jaded and uh, lost one of his uh uh parishioners to gang violence and then they're i don't know do you know what i'm talking about or <laughs> i like that i remember so that one to, you know so he yeah he leapt into the priest and that was that was my very first episode and it and i remember like we 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 both my cousin and i fell in love with it right away it was like what is this i want more of it yeah
3: <laughs> about you david
2: i, I- it has to. It was. It it was an episode in the first season. I want to say it was the one where he leaped into the, the mafia guy. Sure.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, that was a good one. That's was early. That? That's early. That's like episode three or so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: It was. It was. It was very early on in that first season. And, um,
1: in in uh, real time, did you see this in real time? Yeah. Well, or- yeah. I
2: was. I was already like. I'm, Revealing my age here, but I was already when the when the first quantum leap came out, I was like almost fourteen, going on Mm fifteen.
1: Okay.
2: So, um, so yeah, and then the other one that I remember very early on was where he was like the the um like a a film noir sort of Bogart kind of private eye or whatever. Um, I remember those episodes very early on. I know I did not see the pilot two parter, right, where he was the pilot i didn't see those until later
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um uh, yeah same here but but, um but yeah the the mafia episode and the 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 pi the private dick as they say i i I saw those very early on and i honestly can't remember which episode it was that made me start watching religiously Mm -hmm. but i did and then um as it got into syndication and it was on sci-fi on repeat and think I would watch religiously. And then I bought the DVDs and would watch. So, but yeah, but um, the, yeah, even when it was, was on TV back in the day.
3: Me too. Uh, I didn't see it from the beginning. I didn't see the pilot until they started showing them on USA.
0: I love USA. Right. Right. That God was when we USA.
3: <laughs> USA became like, Oh, okay. So wait, yeah. they're going to show MacGyver. They're going to show Highlander. They're going to show quantum leap. Well, I guess I'm watching this station and mm-hmm. but originally i didn't see the pilot i i don't know if it was on late or something because i'm a sucker for time travel but for whatever reason i didn't see it from the beginning the first episode i saw and i think it was on repeat during that summer was him the driving miss daisy episode
1: oh yeah oh, okay.
3: okay right where where yeah, he's at the la- lunch counter as a black man i'm like oh this is interesting okay and and I was hooked I got my father to you know always looking to bond with my father I'm like look dad let's because he would mention it I'm like let's watch it together and so from then on you know I was no. hooked but again they didn't show the pilot again until USA a couple years later I, I mm-hmm. didn't
1: see the pilot until many years later and yeah we quantum leap was the reason we got cable I, I asked my mom for cable so I could watch quantum leap reruns because there was no dvds then um Yet, yeah, right? there was no, there were no DVDs yet, and there was no it was like streaming. I never, that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. I was so, taping off the TV. Yeah, you take you watch it on TV, and you, you literally watch TV on a TV, not on a laptop, not on a phone. So that was why. What was your first episode?
0: um Unofficially, was the leap back. I remember hmm. it kind of clearly. I was, I don't even know how old I was, but it was still on. I didn't remember what channel it was on back then.
3: It was NBC, then USA, then sci-fi.
0: Okay, so it would have been NBC um, during the original run. And my parents were watching it. And I'm like, first of all, well, if my parents are watching it, it can't be that good. Right, you know, (laughs) that's not cool if my parents are watching it. (laughs) So I was like, what are you watching? And they were trying to explain it to me. And I was kind of like, okay. But (laughs) and so they turned in, they tuned in like every week. And then when I was a little bit older, I want to say MIA was like my first real episode that I kind of, you know, I watched USA, I watched Highlander on there and everything. And that it was, it just happened to be on in the same, you know, kind of time area. So I just kept watching it It was like summer break or something. And I'm like, oh, oh I like this I can never tell my parents that I like this <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then um, yeah I was I was hooked from then on out it took me a while to get to the pilot episodes, so though. it seemed like um, right sometimes they would get to the end and then they would kind of skip over the pilot episodes yep. in their next launch and I'm like
1: yep. what I noticed in the rerun so I'd watched it on USA first right got cable to just for quantum leap so had to make sure there was sci-fi there and it they would run the same episodes like be, yeah I think part of, well with a lot of classic tv shows they play the same episodes over and over and reruns but the other thing with quantum leap i think what they were thinking if i'm guessing is they wanted a string of episodes where every leap is great and so they were picking the same episodes. because the, the fun of it is seeing where he goes next right right so they would play the same sequence every time there was a marathon it would be the same but i understood why because i'd be like yeah i would go with that one too i gotta gotta watch it again like i can't argue with that i'd be like yeah they would always do like another mother they would yeah and i'd be like well yeah if i if i was introducing somebody who was skeptical or new i'd I'd go with those two
3: it feels sacrilegious to not watch them like last sunday they had on the sci-fi channel the first season of the new leaps uh and i'm like you know what i know these by heart already but i'm watching them again because (laughs) you know it you got to have respect for what you love and also i figured if it helps with you know people and the numbers then yeah yeah, fine i'll sit here and watch it again
0: you know what now that quantum leap is back do you think they're going to bring back their leap day marathons do you remember when (laughs) usa used to do that um Uh And every leap year, they would play like just quantum leap marathons. Oh, they should do that. Absolutely. It
1: I mean, they'll be probably suck, do it just Christmas not to. too.
0: that Christmas, would, too. It would be wrong not to. It would be yeah. I, I'm here for it. Yeah.
3: But yeah.
2: there's already talk in my household of, of because I, I my sister and my niece, we all live together. My niece is 25. She graduated from university. And anyway, but uh, so we live together here. And we always, dinner time is the thing where we watch our favorite shows together and talk and Aww. sort of and the discussion is maybe we should start the original quantum leap uh, and have that be our dinnertime thing during the that pandemic. I, cool. Yeah, <laughs> my niece and I watched mash together from oh. beginning and all 11s and it was it it was just the best flipping time um together. And you know to be able to say ah oh, let's go to the next leap and the next leap and the next leap that would. It, We'll never well, be out away from the TV of course
3: That's i'm cool. I'm always saying especially now it's so hard to watch to have a show that you enjoy that isn't full of unnecessary cursing or vulgarity True. right yeah. like so many shows that oh you gotta watch you know Yellowstone or you gotta watch madman or pick your you know whatever whatever the hottest new thing is that people want you to watch okay but i i feel bad when it's over i don't i don't feel like i enjoyed myself i felt like i was rooting for bad guys to beat other bad guys and i know that feeling right (laughs) and it's so so refreshing and wonderful to be able to have quantum leap and watch it with my family and know that there's going to be good morals involved and there's going to be good action and i don't have to worry about them dropping the f-bomb at any moment i
1: know what you mean i was watching um a speech by rick warren and he was saying he was talking about how sometimes we put corrupt you know stuff that is very depressing we expose ourselves like we willingly expose ourselves to stuff that is depressing he's like how would you like it if i invite would you invite a serial killer to your house every once a week every night he's like why do you watch tv shows about serial killers and i'm like you know he got a point there he's got a point right they're like it's nice to watch a show where they're like no, we want to do good and they're not apologetic about it. And they're not saying, well, you know, there's shades of gray and no, they're like, no, we want to do good. We want to help yeah. people and we're not embarrassed about it. And we don't have to add. I know what you're talking about. All yeah, that it's nice stuff. to
3: have that confidence in a show to go, I can relax now. I know I'm in good hands. I can just sit back and enjoy the journey. I'm so thankful we have that again.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um I don't know. As society, I I feel like we need it more now more than ever. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, a lot of that empathy that Ben has is is just lacking in the world.
3: Yeah, and so. it's not heavy handed either. That's that's the yeah. other thing that I love the writers for. They're saying their message without bashing you over the head, you know, with their message. Like you know, le- you learn through example. As opposed to being told specifically what you should do, like, right, you know, yeah.
2: right. I, for, for writers, right. As I'm I'm a poet, and one of the things that you know is constantly the refrain when you're in poetry classes in undergrad and in high school and even in MFA programs, right. The the refrain is show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. And when you get to your novel writing classes, when you get to your television classes, right, you, it, you have to find that balance between showing the reader, the audience, what it is that they should. And this show is the perfect, this this program is the perfect example of that, right? Because and this
1: episode in particular is the yeah. perfect example of that. Yes. They're not
2: bashing you over the head with the moral. They're just saying, look, this character is choosing to do right. This character is choosing to do good. And here are the consequences that come of that. This is the path he takes to get to that end and um just like the original show, it, it, it's just it's it's giving you the moral, it's showing you the moral, it's not it's not telling you anything at all. Yeah. And I you know, I think one of the things that keeps the the crowd really interested is because we try to figure it out, well, what is the right thing he's supposed to do? How is he gonna stop these eight deaths? Like what is the next choice? How is he gonna uh stop this uh um uh you know, whatever. How is he going to make this change this event from happening to stop this bullying or stop this murder or this whatever and and so we get just as invested as when we read a good book right what do we do next how does this how do we how do we get out of this this uh, trap how do we get out of this, this corner if they
3: write yeah. themselves into yeah. a corner yeah. it's brilliant if they know how to write themselves out I,
1: this was yeah. one of my favorite episodes of the whole reboot so far like I just loved everything uh, it, minus not knowing where Ben is going next I thought it was just perfect like I I loved the, the when Ben uh, somebody up there likes Ben but mm-hmm. I'm a boxing fan so I kind of I was partial to that and then I loved the Halloween episode even though I don't like I'm like I don't like scary things and mm-hmm. a part of me wanted to look away but I couldn't look away but this was like I mean that was kind of a you know ho- Halloween's a It's not something that happens all the time, but this was like a leap or it was a fresh, you know, we had one bank robbery in the original, but Sam leapt into one of the robbers. And this was a fret, like, there's only so many things you could do. So I appreciate they gave us a new take. Ben is going to leap into the teller. And that, that was just a, I'm like, wow, we never did that before. That's interesting. We never did that before. It was a good angle,
0: really good angle. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we pretty much got everything that we wanted to talk about unless there's anything else anybody has. Are we going to do the poll? Yes, we are. (laughs) Uh, Jessica actually came up with a really good question. I was like, oh,
1: I love it. We're keeping it. So go ahead. Okay. So my question is, do people Prefer seeing where Ben is leaping to next week, or do they not want to know where Ben is going in the next episode?
3: Oh, we answered that. Yeah, we definitely want to see it. It's, it's oh, well, what yeah. What do
1: the people listening yeah. want? Oh, the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the people who are listening. Well, if they're
3: smart, they're going to agree with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: think we've all made our our stance pretty clear at this as, point.
2: As a secondary poll, I because I, uh, mostly because I think I'm the outlier is i really miss the oh boy i don't know <laughs> that ben needs to say oh boy but I, I do admit every time i live tweet this show i always my first tweet always has oh yeah. boy in it what every could, time
1: what could ben but say if i he would,
2: can't i right. would love ben to have an equivalent his to an equivalent, yeah, yeah. his own expression to sort of um i don't know
3: what it would be and, and i think it would have to come about organically that's yeah. what i
1: was just thinking it yeah. had to come about because
3: scott bacula that wasn't written the old boy wasn't yeah. he did it on his own and they went oh so we, we like, it. That, we you like it and um, so if 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 ben comes up with something natural you know it, yeah it would not like oh be... crap we can't have oh crap. <laughs> no, no, yeah.
0: no i don't yeah. like that that's not <laughs> well i know they uh started with uh, when they first started showing the teasers and stuff, they started having to be like, oh, shh!" Yeah. Right, right. And
3: right. then they kind
0: of dropped that. Thank God, um, yeah. I mean, like, I could get that in a, in a couple situations, but, um, yeah, I don't think it would have taken, I don't want it to feel forced. Right, right. If it does happen.
3: Yeah. Because there would be a couple where where Sam would leap, and I don't know if they would edit it in during the freeze frame. While they Mm. show the credits, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't know if that, you know," and and they would have to pick the right moment. Like he wouldn't leap all the time and immediately say, "Oh boy," it might take you know a couple lines of whatever until he realizes his situation. Then he'd say, "Oh boy," and they go, "Okay, yeah, you know,
0: yeah, exactly."
3: But a couple of those leaps in right before they show the credits, they wanted to cram in the old boy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know. Well, Sam would be put in these impossible situations, right? (laughs) Like leaping from what do you call trapeze i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah so the very difficult situations that warranted an oh boy i don't know what the equivalent is to oh boy but you're right it needs to be organic but also (laughs) ben can't say oh boy so whatever the equivalent is
3: well god bless the writers if they come up with something yeah exactly Uh, uh, honestly sometimes i think maybe what it is
2: is you just have like uh, the thing that always comes to mind for me is Something like not again, but rather than stay not again every time, make him repeat again, and so you can have like a, a more organic sort of reaction in the line. So, bank robbery again, uh,
3: or um, oh again. come on, like that again.
2: might be- come on, yeah, something like oh, anything that he could kind of play with, that um, but no, because there was just something special about. As a as a poet, right, who relies a lot on repetition, just the manipulation of a little oh boy, oh boy. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. He like said it in so many different gitty, ways. That he little bitty
2: thing, I think, and it, it it made for such a nice uh familiar, refreshing kind of take on every episode. Um and so that's why I missed it. Is is it, it just it was such a beautiful touch. And you also for the writing into remember- the
3: You have to remember, too, that Sam, the thing that makes Sam and Al unique, if you think about it, like Sam is is a quantum physicist, but you don't really necessarily look at him typically as a quantum physicist. His personality was very much like an innocent little boy, and it worked for the show because he would come in wide-eyed and, you know, trying to figure out where he was, and there was a charm to that you know, like like that, oh, I don't quite know where I am and golly gee shucks, that works for Sam. I don't think it would work for Ben. I think Ben is different. Uh, and, and also no, if Sam. they tried to ape that for Ben, the audience would go, no, 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 no. That's a Sam yeah. Sam is the innocent little boy. Ben is different. Ben is something. And so the old boys work for Sam. Yeah. yeah a little kid would say that, oh boy.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? I think Ben, like they've already established. I think Ben, even in this, these two episodes from this season, he's so he's really observant, right? And he's already starting to look for the clues to tell him where he is. So this week, very organic, right? He's looking at the calendar on Lorena's desk. He's kind of looking at his clothes, looking at his name tag, that sort of thing. And last week, the writing showed him. You know, obviously they gave us that that sort of graphic in the, in the, in the visual that it was 1978. But Ben actually was in that opening scene on the plane was very sort of quiet, but very observant. Yeah. Hiding behind the crate, listening, trying to figure out where he was. So maybe there's something to sort of, to, to lean into for that, that um, sort of analytical side of him, as he tries to piece it all together.
3: Well, they also um, got rid of, I believe, he doesn't have the swiss as much of a swiss cheese yeah. memory now which yeah. is yeah. smart you did it we got it now this season let him have his memories let him yep. yeah you know
2: and he's already getting the i mean he's he's been having them back and and adapting very much more uh, much more uh easily i think so yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. it worked for the first one because it explained away a lot of stuff like oh sam doesn't know this so al yeah. can explain it to him now you don't need to do it so much
1: yeah yeah that's true that's true and also that we didn't have social media back then so a lot of the inconsistencies in the original were like wait a minute he remembers this but he Uh doesn't remember that like when is his memory swiss cheese Uh and when is it not yeah people would overanalyze that so yeah we don't need it we don't need it
0: (laughs) yeah i think um in the original that swiss cheese memory i looked at it as you know leaping sometimes this might be missing sometimes that might be missing i think whatever they chose was missing at that particular episode yes. was just to fit a narrative yep. um, yeah you know uh and i kind of explained it away in my own head that way
1: that doesn't really happen so much anymore i mean I mean i don't even care like i yeah. enjoyed it anyway but that's yeah, it thing, that it was fun like okay i accept it i mean it's a show about time travel so
0: yeah right. i accept
1: i'm like i accept this
0: <laughs> exactly uh so thank you all for joining me thank i appreciate it
2: thank you so much for having us it's of been course a blast. It's
0: um fun. yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> um so let's just go down the line uh, anybody has anything they want to plug? Again, anything that's plugged will be in the show notes. Uh, okay.
1: Go, oh, go ahead. Go first. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, uh, so my blog is fashionably ill, and uh, you could, uh, where I write about chronic health issues, serious articles, funny articles. The URL is just my name. So my name is Jessica Jimeno. My last name starts with a G. G I M E N O. It's Spanish, so pronounced with an H, but you could just Google fashionably ill if you forget what my last name is. But yeah, that's there. I have a TEDx talk there, and uh, it's called How to Get Stuff Done When You Are Depressed. So I do some speaking at conferences and at colleges and universities about mental health. Uh,
2: so you can go to my poetry website. It's waxy and poetic dot com W A X Y A N D poetic dot com on the same handle on Instagram and Twitter. I refuse to call it whatever the new fancy name is. Um and I tweet and write a lot of poetry and sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's political. Um but I love words and um uh yeah so find me in on that and if you're ever in New York City Uh, on a Tuesday night, um, there's a great uh, reading series in Jackson Heights that we do called First Tuesdays, The First Tuesday of Every Month. Uh, Reach out on on one of the social medias and I'll I'll give you the details.
3: Nice. Uh, Okay, well, for me, uh, got a lot going on. Uh, It's all through the Forever Adventure Network. Uh, We have a page, if you just type in Mac Jackson or the Forever Adventure Network, um, there's a Website that'll have the podcast, the Never Gets Old podcast, the MacGyver podcast. Like I said, the MacGyver SG-1 audio series that I write and perform and all of that. Uh, There's music there, Harmony Constant. I do blogs. Uh, So there's a YouTube page if you want to subscribe to the Forever Adventure Network there um either way just type in the forever adventure network and you're golden i i try to have something there for everybody i you know stores and blogs and videos and basically if you're looking for something to entertain yourself hopefully that's there for you because god knows i'm trying
0: (laughs) awesome awesome um i don't have any plugs for me this week just the same as last week. Um, so once again, thank you all for joining me. It's been a great conversation. Um, and I think we mentioned it in our last episode, we are planning on having more guest hosts because we think it's a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully we'll see some of you guys in the future. And, yeah, okay, definitely. Thank that you so much. Great. Of course. See thank y'all you. later. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So what did you think of today's show? Send us a message on Anchor or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at PQL Podcast. Links will be provided in the show notes.
3: Show us some love. Follow and subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating in your favorite podcast app. You can also help support the podcast by visiting either our Anchor support page or PayPal link in the show notes. All supporters will get a special mention at the end of our episode and we're working on new and exciting perks to bring you in the future.